Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for anyone who wants to achieve their dream of getting and staying well, happy and free from any form of alcohol dependence. Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show. Antonia here. Before Lewis gets into his segment, I just wanted to say a really big thank you to all the people who've written in this week with news of their recovery stories, uh, what's helped them, and in particular, how the podcast has helped them. I had a lovely email uh, from a lady this week. Um, I'll change her name to Mary, uh, but she'll know who she is. And she's given me permission to read out her email. So here it goes. Hello, Lewis and Antonia. Thank you for being the main reason I've achieved 50 days sober. I look forward to your podcasts every week, which really resonate with me. I have a calendar to tick off my days and a small reward planned monthly, such as an afternoon tea and movie at home, a trip to a water park with my son, and I've set myself a goal of a spa day in Bath. I love having a reward to pay the movie forward and recognising thought bombs. I've read every quit drinking book out there, but yours are practical and work. I know I've had a few 50 days before, but my mindset has shifted. I have a very absorbing hobby of crochet, which keeps me in the moment at any time, and have a list of projects to complete. Plus, I've started researching subject matter on the history of nursing to write a book. Thank you both from the bottom of my heart. My marriage is now stable and happy. My son has a consistent mother and I have a huge promotion and house move happening. So that would not have happened whilst drinking. I would have lost it all and almost did. Thank you so much for sending in that email and for the subsequent communication that we've had. It's really great to know that the books and these podcasts are helping people So please do keep the emails and the messages coming in. It's brilliant to hear from you all. Lewis is going to come along in a moment, his segment on medications today. But just to be clear, we have no affiliation with any medications companies or pharmaceuticals. And uh, we are not explicitly recommending that anybody takes medication to stop drinking. And as Lewis gets into his segment, he'll explain the caveats about taking medication. It's not necessarily a magic pill. So I'll hand over to Lewis now and thank you for being there and hope you to enjoy today's show. Over to Lewis. Hello, this is Lewis. When I worked in alcohol treatment services, my role was counselling. I provided advice, information and what's often referred to as talking therapy. For the majority of clients I worked with, that was enough. And it was always my preference to help people purely through counselling, if that was possible. But a minority of clients needed something extra, a medical intervention. If this was the case, I would work with a prescriber. This could be the client's family doctor or a specialist prescribing nurse working in addiction services. And we would work together with the client to facilitate a positive outcome. So today I want to discuss medications that are available to help people with alcohol issues. This is for your information and I would add a big caveat that if you feel as though you might benefit from one of the medications I'm going to describe, 
you need to do this with a medical prescriber. You shouldn't try to use any of these medications on your own. The medications fall into three categories. To help you to reduce your alcohol intake, to detox from alcohol, and to stay off alcohol once you've stopped. So taking them in that order, I'll start with medications to help you reduce your alcohol intake. This could be simply because you want to reduce, or it could be that you want to stop drinking, but need help to reduce first as preparation for stopping entirely. The first medication I'd like to discuss is called naltrexone. That's a generic drug that's been around for decades. It's what's called an opioid antagonist, and it works by blocking the opioid receptors in your body. What that means in practice is that it stops the reward cycle. As a drinker, you will know that if you take a drink, it sets off the desire for another one. It makes you feel good, at least initially. The first one usually does. And so you want more. And that's where the problems kick in because the reward cycle makes you want another one and then another, then another. Naltrexone inhibits that. It doesn't actually stop you from drinking, but because you don't get that buzz from the drink, it reduces your desire to drink more. This drug was extensively researched by an American doctor called John Sinclair. In trials, people took naltrexone an hour before they planned to drink. Sinclair claimed that 78% of drinkers drank less when they took naltrexone and 25% quit altogether. A much newer drug is called nalmefene. I was working in addiction services when nalmefene was licensed in the UK and as part of my work with alcohol clients, I recorded the results to feed back to the health service. Nalmefene works very much in the same way as naltrexone. And for some of my clients, it was great. They could have a drink and then find that they weren't bothered about having another one. However, with any drug, there are downsides. And that's why I always prefer to try to use talking therapy before resorting to medication. In the case of nalmethine, there were two main downsides. One was side effects. Some people had no side effects at all while other people had quite unpleasant side effects, which put them off using the drug again. The other downside was that naltrexone wasn't so effective when it came to really heavy drinkers. Nalmethine worked better for people who were drinking, say, a bottle of wine a day. It may be right for you, but when it came to really heavy drinkers, nalmethine simply wasn't powerful enough. However, it certainly has a place in alcohol treatment and is worth considering. You can find out more about naltrexone and nalmethine and also the work of Dr. John Sinclair in Chapter 7 of my book, Alcohol and You. Now let's look at drugs for detoxing. Most people can detox safely off alcohol without any medication whatsoever. But for some people, that's too risky. To understand why this is, Think of it this way. Imagine that your system is like a can of a fizzy drink. And when you stop drinking, it's like the pull on the top of the can is released and there's a sudden fizz. That's okay, as most people can handle that. The fizz dies down quickly and you can get on with your life. 
But for a few people, it's not that way. It's like the can has been shaken vigorously. And when the top is pulled, there's an explosive release. And that can be dangerous. That explosive release can cause a seizure, which is at the least unpleasant, but can also have serious health consequences and even be life-threatening. So medication is used to prevent that from happening. The type of medication used can vary from one service to another. Usually it's a drug from the benzodiazepine group, which includes Valium. In my service, it was a benzodiazepine called Librium. How it works is that Librium suppresses the body's system in a similar way to how alcohol does, which is why it works as a substitute for alcohol in those first few days. It's my experience, having provided counselling to many clients on a Librium detox, that it's effective in most cases. Again, there are downsides, however, as Librium itself is highly addictive, and that's why it must be prescribed. The detox usually lasts around five or six days, and during that time, the amount of Librium prescribed is reduced daily, a process known as tapering, so the client doesn't become addicted. It would be ironic to come off alcohol, only to have a benzo problem. Finally, I'll come on to drugs to help people stay off drink once they've stopped drinking. One drug which has been around for many years is Antibuse. In my experience working in treatment services, it wasn't used very often and I could understand why, because the way that Antibuse works is to make people sick if they drink after they've taken it. It's a deterrent. A different kind of drug, which is usually used in my experience, is acamprosate. This is usually prescribed to people who have just undergone a benzodiazepine detox, but can also be prescribed for drinkers who have stopped without medication. This would be at the discretion of a prescriber, such as your doctor. Acamprosate can be used for months after people have stopped drinking to reduce alcohol cravings. Acamprosate works by changing the levels of a neurotransmitter in your brain called GABA, which is associated with alcohol cravings. My experience is that acamprosate works well for most people, with few reporting any serious side effects. So that's a quick roundup of the, the available drugs, at least in my part of the world. Of course, this will be listened to worldwide and local services might differ a little in your part of the world. I would say finally, however, that there's one very important thing you need to know if you take any of these medications. None of them is a magic pill. They will only work if you want them to. If you have a pill to take and you don't take it, it's not going to work. And that is why you need support and counselling as well. And most of all, you still need the determination to quit. This is Lewis David, wishing you all the very best. Until next week, thanks so much for being here. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>